Welcome to the Lion's Den University Report. This program brings you a behind-the-scenes look at the spiritual life on today's university and college campuses. Now here's your host, Glenn Bailey. And we go from coast to coast, and we're heard from coast to coast, from Philadelphia to Seattle. Uh, stations carry our programs on different days and different times. You can listen to interviews, uh, previous interviews. They're usually posted eventually on our website, which is the Lions Den University Report.org. And we invite you to uh, find out more about the program, and uh, we look for new guests and uh, new stations to carry the program and also donors to help uh, fund uh, this uh, strategic outreach uh, as we proclaim the gospel of Christ and network Christians on our university and college campuses, which is a strategic location, and then also address some of the issues which are politically correct but biblically incorrect. And so uh, we're happy, though, today to be uh, near home uh, and right at our uh, the location of uh, the station that uh, uh, where our program is produced, WTLR in State College, Pennsylvania. We're on the Penn State campus in the Chambers Building, uh, the site of uh, the Education Department. And my guest for this program is Dr. Karen Johnson. She's a, an assistant professor, uh, does curriculum instruction in the Division of Early Childhood. And uh, Karen, welcome to our program today. Thank you, Glenn, for having me. At, uh, we've known each other uh, over the years and uh, gotten to know each other some at the Christian Faculty and Staff Fellowship here that uh, actually got started when I was a campus minister here back in the late 1980s. But uh, uh, we also previously interviewed your husband. <laughs> and That's so right. I remember that interview. We, uh, he was interested in working with the chess club on campus, mm -hmm. and, and we were bringing in Dr. Jonathan Sarfati, who's with the Creation Ministries, but also a chess genius, and he took on 17 uh, opponents <laughs> there in the library. Yes, and my husband, i just going to put a plug in, I guess, because uh, the chess team is actually going to go to, I believe their first uh, competition in many years. It's called the Pan Am Games in uh, Columbus, Ohio in the first, at the end of uh, December. So Jim is going to take a, a uh, team right. to play in the Pan Am Games. So. Excellent, excellent. And we're uh, recording this in December. It might not be aired yet uh, till January, but uh, uh, that was exciting when um, Jim helped coordinate the uh, Information and we had 17 people actually sign up to take on Jonathan Sarfati all at the same time, and he would go around the room from one chessboard to the other, and uh, amazing to see him uh, play all those games at the same time. But uh, in any case, uh, great to uh, have you on the program today, and uh, give us a little bit about your responsibilities here as a curriculum instructor at Penn State. Um, my particular job is to work with the certification band of pre-k to fourth grade so the teachers who i i'm working with pre-service teachers and when they come out they're going to work in the schools anywhere between uh, preschool and the fourth grade and i teach early childhood courses and right now my main responsibility is teaching a course called play as an educative process so i think i have the best job on campus <laughs> because uh, i get to talk about education as a motivator 
uh, for uh, the teacher and for the children, and uh, to teach in such a way that it works with the whole child because uh, when you do something in a playful manner, play-based curriculum is what I call it, then the children are on board. They automatically, intrinsically want to learn. And it also spreads their learning and it's a project-based approach to education instead of discrete little learning um, episodes that you would often find in schools. This uh, approach is project-based, can go well across several days, it goes deep. And that's, I think, the um, important part of teaching. Right, for. okay, and uh, I think your husband is, isn't he in early childhood right. education also? We call ourselves Johnson & Johnson, the baby people, oh. because we work <laughs> with, uh, we both work with the, the uh, people who, the pre-service teachers who are going to teach the youngest children. Right, okay, yeah. and so, uh, we know that uh, age is a very lively age, but also an age that uh, we say that your, you know, a lot of your personality and your attributes are developed in those early years of life, and so those are key times, aren't they? Yeah, that's right. They are the foundation years, and uh, a lot of the brain structure is built in the first five years of a child's life. So those experiences that they have in those first five years are extremely important to what's going to happen to them later in life. Now, does that mean if they don't have uh, great experiences in the early years, they're not going to have uh, a good life? No, it doesn't mean that. It just means that the better foundation that you build the more likely uh, successful the child is going to be later uh, in their life. So you want to start to think about what you're exposing children to at a very young age. And me being a Christian, I think it's also important that they have that uh, Christian foundation from a very young age. Right. I don't think you wait till you know they they become at an age of what people might call discretion. No, you build foundations for education across the board in the early years, uh, educationally, and uh, also spiritually. Right, and uh, you know it says in Proverbs, train up a child in the way he should go and when he's old he will not depart from it that's that foundational side of things but also if we look at the statistics uh, the majority of people who come to faith in Jesus Christ do so by the time they're 18 and uh, after that the percentages are much less and so uh, it's even a lesson to our churches that uh, you know we spend most of our money and energies of evangelism on the adult community, which is much less responsive in many ways. So, you know, if you had a group of senior citizens and out of 10, uh, one of them uh, made a commitment to Jesus Christ, you'd be very excited and happy because they're already set in their ways and they're older. But you go to a group of uh, elementary age children and uh, you share the, the gospel of Jesus, how he loves them, he died for their sins, even though, uh, you know, they're still developing what all that means uh, and that uh, he loves them and, and that they can receive the gift of forgiveness and eternal life. Uh, you know, it's not uncommon that uh, seven, eight, nine out of the 10 would uh, readily respond to that offer of salvation. And so uh, it's fertile soil, you might say. 
Yeah, I think it's very fertile soil because the children have an, uh, a curiosity from very young age. They want to know about, you know, why is the grass green? Why is the sky blue? They're, they're very good scientists from a very young age. They ask a lot of questions. And uh, what happens a lot of times is we as adults, whether it's, um, and it's usually not um, deliberate, it's not um, thinking from a child's point of view. Uh, we uh, squelch that, and we do that uh, in the schools as well. And so I want to uh, encourage parents, I want to encourage uh, teachers to allow those children to ask questions and to be curious and to get them out of the classroom. I don't believe that um, education all happens within a four walls. I think a lot of education happens out in the real world. So I think experiential learning is very important. Get it, taking the children outside a lot is a good thing to do, whether you're uh, a parent or whether you're uh, a teacher working in a school. Get the kids outside and let them explore and experiment and ask questions. And, and on the spiritual side, you said that uh, you had come to faith in Christ as a very young child and not even sure when that would have been. It was so young, but uh, you came to believe that Jesus died for your sins and is the savior of the world and have put your trust in him. And now here you are as a professor at Penn State University and still practicing that faith in Christ. And understand that uh, this uh, past semester, you were involved in uh, helping uh, guide the discussion after a video series that was shown during the faculty luncheon. I guess they meet once a week on Thursdays. And uh, what was the uh, presentation that you, you uh, brought to the group? I brought a um, series that comes actually from Ligonier Ministries, and it was called uh, Only Two Religions, and the speaker was Peter Jones, Dr. Peter Jones, who is from um, Truth Exchange, and you can check him out at truthexchange.org, and uh, the series talks about there are only two religions in the world. There are those who um, say that there is a creature and there is the creator. And there is the recognition that the creator is different from the creature. And then there are those religions who see a um, that creation is part of the uh, what we worship that it comes from inside the self, and so that's what this is um, series was about. That uh, you have to recognize that there is a creator and there is a creation, and that we are do not have necessarily a divine spark inside of each of us. That uh, it comes from the Holy Spirit being in us. All right, and uh, we need to be born again, the Bible says, that we're born uh, because of the fall of Adam and Eve. We're born outside of a relationship with God and with the tendency to sin, and so we're all sinful and need a Savior. But when we do ask Jesus to forgive us, he offers mercy and salvation to, says, whosoever will may come. And uh, so uh, you shared this uh, to the group, and tell us first how you got involved with the Christian Faculty and Staff Fellowship here at Penn State. 
Well, for many years, I have been teaching at Penn State um, just one course a semester because I was also a play interventionist, which meant I did uh, play therapy with children in um, um, mental health organizations in uh, two counties. And then I injured my back, and I went full-time teaching here at Penn State. And then when I went full-time, that's when I was able to go across the street uh, to the Spiritual Center and join the Christian Faculty Staff Fellowship. So that would have been five years ago. And I was actually going with my husband, Jim, who mm-hmm. you interviewed before, and he said, you know, you really have to go over and meet uh, the Christian faculty staff and uh, enjoy fellowship with them because, you know, we uh, talk about uh, different topics, but we also encourage each other to work on a um, secular campus, but they, we also have the privilege, uh, God has given us the um, environment where we can interact with other Christians uh, on our campus and encourage each other. So, you know, five years ago I came over and they welcomed me and I've uh, been going ever since. Great. And uh, it's not a large group, although we were talking today about uh, uh, the need to reach out to some who haven't heard about it yet, but there are about 200 on their email list uh, who are invited every week to the different uh, uh, meetings. And uh, you have lunch and then you have uh, uh, I guess once a month you have a prayer time, and then uh, you have a discussion of some topic. And this semester it was the uh, series that you presented to them. And uh, you've gotten to know people from other parts of the campus that way, haven't you? Right. There's uh, people from um, different parts of engineering and from the ag uh, and some other people from different parts of education, actually, that I hadn't met before. So, the, and then there's, and it's also a difference. I mean, there are faculty there, but there's also staff. You know, there's administrative assistants and and people, and there was people from nutrition. So we've had a lot of different uh, people across campus. My guest for this broadcast has been Dr. Karen Johnson. Uh, an assistant professor in the curriculum instruction in the Division of Early Childhood Education. And thank you for joining us today. Thank you. You have been listening to the Lion's Den University Reports. If you would like more information about the Christian life or would like to contact the Lion's Den or one of the guests, please write us at the Lion's Den, Post Office Box 226, Mifflinburg, Pennsylvania, 17844 or email ltcldur at yahoo.com.